and I'm back. I ain't going nowhere, did you? Now, let me tell you all about, oh, thanks for listening. I'm sorry. I was just trying to keep rolling. Well, but thank you for listening and sharing. If you haven't subscribed, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and get this thing popping. Uh, now, so I'm picking up from the last episode where I wanted to, I was talking about my friend Angel, uh, a.k.a. AC the Entity, my brother. And this story deserved its own episode. And I'll start it just by giving it a little backstory. Man, backstory is so important. But anywho, this one starts as I was preparing to leave a school in Petaluma, California. Or or, or like they call it Cowtown, because it just, there was a lot of cows. There was a lot of cows. But having that been my first time on the West Coast, I needed to sample the greenery. And it was primo stuff. I mean, it was great. So great that, when we're talking 2002, we are six months past 9-11. And if you were around or you did any kind of traveling during that period, you know and remember how crazy it was. You know, if you didn't get to that airport like two hours before, you you was done. But anywho, <laughs> my foolish behind thought it would be great to take some of that green back to Buffalo so me and my mans could smoke some of it. It's like, hey. And what was so crazy about that is that from A school in Petaluma, they only gave me travel. They only took care of my travel to my next duty station, which was New Orleans. So I, f- I bought a ticket from New Orleans to Buffalo like two weeks before I was supposed to leave. And so in a span of about 36 hours, I was from Cali to New Orleans to Buffalo and then a couple of days later, back to New Orleans. Coincidentally, all three of my duty stations in the Coast Guard. So, I'm just going, what happened was, I took my good old PlayStation 2. <laughs> Man, hey, PlayStation 2 is like one of the greatest consoles ever, but, you know, I'll do video games another time. But the back of the PlayStation 2, for all my heads who remember, had an, what they called an expansion bay. And you could just like take the take the little flap off and you know whatever I don't remember what went in there. I never owned what went in there, but it was just like a blank cake. Yeah, it's just blank. It's nothing back there. It's, it looked like a space for some kind of cartridge. And I took my weed, stuck it in a Crown Royal bag. <laughs> so cliche, so cliche. And I stuck that Crown Royal bag in the back of the PlayStation 2. And then back then, so the PlayStation 2 had a a carrying case and yeah, and I was not going to allow that to be checked on any flight. You know, that's a, we talking 2002, that's a $200, $300 game system. (laughs) Man, so I, it happens and I get on the flight and I, make my way to New Orleans and then I wait for a few hours and then I'm off to Buffalo to go holler at my man. It's been a couple months since I've been to Cali. He's been trapped in Buffalo and I know it sucked 
for him. Like, man, but I was coming with the with with the pick me up or with like as we like to call it, the remedy. <laughs> I was coming with the remedy, you know, this, this that West Coast remedy. So, you know, we about to get it in and we we take off. We get ready to do do our old one two. You know what I'm saying? We smoke the blunt, cross the border, head to Canada, go look at naked women. Hey, what more do you want? So we do that. And back then, we were smoking Phillies. And we could not bust blunts with our hands. Or I couldn't. I don't know if he could. But I couldn't bust blunts with my hands. So we always had to use a razor. Only this time, we, you know, we get out. We get it, we get it rolled and we smoke it and we hit the bridge. And of course it's time to put it out and spray the car down and whatever. But we left the blade in plain view. That's where we messed up. <laughs> that's one. That's where we messed up. And, and, and it could be said that, oh, you shouldn't have been smoking weed in anyway, and you messed up there too. But I'm telling a story and you save your judgment. Uh so the gentleman at the border patrol on the Canadian side, he sees it, and he's like, "Hey, what's what's with the blade?" And Angel was like, "Well, you know, I need it for work, for cutting boxes and stuff." And I mean, whether he bought it or not is immaterial because he looked dead in the car and was like, "All right, I'm going to need you to pull over, and you gentlemen, step inside for me, would you?" The, uh, 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 what? Huh? I had not until that point in my lifetime, I'd never shat a brick, but I, I shit a couple then. Because <laughs> we had to go inside and wait in this long line. And I'm telling you, one thing that we did have going for ourselves is that there was nothing in the car. Because, you know, once we pull over and the vehicle gets searched, you know, they open everything, all the doors and check all the compartments, everything. And which, by the way, y'all some jerks when y'all do that and then you leave the whole car ransacked and you ain't find nothing. You chumps for that. But anywho, so we are in line. And as you can about imagine, I already said I done shot a brick, a couple bricks, you know. But my thoughts, some of my thoughts while standing in that line, which seemed to move super slow. <laughs> I, I don't know how long we were in that line, but it felt like an hour and a half or two or three, all with the bubble guts, all thinking like, mm, this is it. Yeah, you really done it now, Halbert. Now look at your dumb ass. But on a... I also was thinking, you know, kind of resigned to what was about to become my fate. Because, like, yo, we were screwed. So, on the other hand, I was a little bit resigned. And, and inside, I was going also, oh, well, you know, I'm going to shrug it off. And it's like, hey, it's going to be what it'll be. <laughs> and I don't, you know, maybe I probably should not have been so cavalier because, this was bad, and I was just thinking of how many ways this could end, and and they were all bad. <laughs> it's 
like Doctor Strange. Like, there's 173 million possibilities. They're all bad. You know, so me and my dude, we not saying nothing. We haven't looked at each other one iota. Like, we just, I don't know, maybe like prisoners walking to the gallows or something. But when I come back, I'm going to tell you guys what happened when we went in the room with the Border Patrol agent on the Canadian side of things. This is Habscast. Thanks for listening. Sometimes I wish it would rain today and tomorrow So I could drown in my pain and swallow sorrow Y'all know how it go when you carry cargo Over when it's over, we'll smolder you like some charcoal Sometimes it's good to reminisce a little bit But what she doing now really ain't your business, kid so Yeah, welcome back. We still here. This is still Habscast. And me and my boy, Angel, are about to go in this room Where this Canadian Border Patrol agent, I guess, is going to search us And... You know, from what I was thinking, in maybe 15 to 20 minutes, call up some of his other Canadian buddies with handcuffs and haul this black kid and this Puerto Rican kid off to Canadian jail. Okay, so we are in this room. And you know what? To be fair to this guy, um... It wasn't a fair fight. (laughs) I mean, no, 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 I'm sorry. It wasn't a fight. We did not fight this man. We did not beat this man up. We just, Wonder Twin Power activated and used our telekinetic superpowers to to defeat him. (laughs) So he's in the room with us, and he looks at me, and he's like, hey, all right, well, you guys have got to empty all your pockets and take your socks and your shoes off and, you know, okay. So one vital thing that I left out was the fact that my right ankle was in a air cast. I had a severely sprained ankle at the time. And when I when we cleaned up at the border right before we got there, you know, we wrapped the blunt in foil and I took that foil and stuck it inside my air cast, not inside my sock in between the sock and the air cast. So it's there. I start to empty my pockets, and, like, it is the slowest pocket emptying in the history of pocket emptying. (laughs) It took me that long because, as you can just about imagine, my hands were sweaty. I was clammy. I mean, my stomach was doing figure eights. And... I take off my left shoe pretty easily. And then I get to the right shoe with that air cast on it. And make no mistake about it, I was I needed the air cast because it still hurt. It hurt to walk, it hurt to, you know, put my shoe on, take my shoe off. So, but I did maybe milk it for I guess long enough for Angel and I to basically throw each other a no-look pass. And by that, I mean I started to struggle with my shoe, you know. And without saying a word, 
to him. I just kind of glance at Ainge out the corner of my eye. And without saying a word, that's why I called it telekinetic powers. Without saying a word, he jumped in front of me and says to the Border Patrol agent, hey, well, my friend has got a hurt foot. His ankle is messed up. It's going to take him a second to get this shoe and this air cast off. Would you like me to start emptying my pockets right now? And the guy's like, well, sure. And in that split second, I grabbed the blunt out of the foil, out of my air cast, and I shove it in my mouth. And, you know, magically, my my shoe and my air cast both come off, and I can take my sock off, and everything's all right. You know, we continued on with our mission to go see naked ladies in Canada. And after that, I was out and on my way to spend two years in New Orleans. But that story, you know, I reckon you could say had a happy ending. Uh, you know, without the context of strip clubs and whatnot. Uh, what, so I wouldn't even call it a happy ending. Let's not. <laughs> but that is why that guy, my partner, my brother, my best friend, that is why he gets two episodes on the Habscast because, I mean, hey, I can and I can only speculate and think about what would have been and looking back and, you know, but hey, a lesser person or somebody who I had not bonded with him like that, you know, they would have had us both in cuffs. <laughs> but that's my brother, that's my dude, and this is Habscast. And I'll be right back. I appreciate y'all for listening. I ain't complaining. I'm just saying. Life's a game. Sometimes I don't feel like playing. But to throw it all away would be a total waste. Besides, imagine a world without this face. Underneath the mantle to the core of my mind. I just can't help feeling like this sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes I want to just sleep all day. I, sometimes, sometimes I wish I didn't sometimes, have nothing to say. I, sometimes, sometimes I feel people don't understand me. Sometimes, sometimes I wish I was so Yeah, welcome back. This is Habs Cast and... I'm talking about the best thing that happened to me in Buffalo during my time in the Coast Guard. And, you know, hope you've enjoyed it. Hearing me talk about my brother, Ainge, AC the Entity. And if you have paid attention throughout this episode, uh, my couple of musical bumps, uh, that's original music recorded by myself and Angel, also known as The Agency. <laughs> the best rap group you never heard of. Uh, but we we had a lot of fun doing that. And I wanted to, you know, cut our records up and, and, and use them as bumps because it informed a large part of, you know, our relationship and, you know, life. So hope you have enjoyed that. And oh, that's a perfect segue because, you know, you probably heard him uh, heard a couple of lines and faded the music, but I got my guy, and I I said it like in the last segment, oh, like the way we are connected is is just stupid. And so in terms of like how we used to make our music, I mean, we we are some telekinetic brothers <laughs> from other mothers. So I asked him to give me a thirty second drop to you know. Greet, well, greet my listeners and and 
in true Ainge fashion, he delivered. And what is so cool about it is that uh, one of the things he says, and I'm going to play the drop for you in just a moment, but one of the things he says is a perfect segue to how I was going to close this episode. Because <laughs> I told him, I asked him for it uh, yesterday or a day or two ago, but I just recorded a whole episode of all the other stuff, and I got to the message as I recorded this today just to listen to it, and, you know, I knew where I wanted to put it, and I listened to it, and, man, I'm telling you, it's like the no-look pass and that doggone Canadian Border Patrol. But I want you to listen up real quick. This is my guy, Ainge. The year is 1999. The destination is Buffalo, New York. Of all places that this 19-year-old Puerto Rican cat from Miami could have gone in the Coast Guard, that is where I was sent. The reaction, the feelings, the reality was devastation and depression but like so many moments of growth that we go through, um, I didn't know what was in store for me. But now I know. And his name is Hab, Uncle Hab, my brother. <laughs> That's my dude, man. So, and like I said before I played that uh, clip, just telekinetic. The way we just link and, and I don't know, mentally, it's like, man... I don't know if you could find two stronger brains to put together the mic matchup against mine and his. You would be hard-pressed, I'm telling you. But what he said uh, about being stationed in Buffalo, devastation and depression. So, boom, Angel with the no-look, he already know. So I'll say that 20 years ago or 19 years ago when we first met, I did not have much, if any, concept of depression. Had no idea. I mean, I maybe had heard it, but, you know, didn't, didn't know nothing about it. Until, if you were listening to the previous episodes about my stay in Buffalo, 2002, when I said, the, you know, that was a major turning point in helping shake my backwards perspective on things. And so also looking back during that, during that time, I often thought something was wrong with my brother because, like I said earlier, like, I knew he was in love and he, you know, he was depressed. He hated Buffalo and he wanted, you know, he wanted to be with his lover. He loved that woman. And so, like, I kind of figured, like, hey, well, that's just what's wrong with him. You know, and it would manifest itself in different kinds of ways. And sometimes, you know, hey, Ainge, yo, I'm trying to go to the strip club. You going? Nope, I ain't going nowhere. Ainge, uh, you trying to go to Daily Planet? We going to go to? Nope, I don't want to go nowhere. And, you know, I'm not thinking that he's being funny. I'm, hey, that's my dude. He don't want to go. He ain't got to go. But I did not know then, you know, so much that that is what he was going through. You know, so when I had my breakdown or what have you, I left a short time thereafter. 
And it was for the better. Golly, I was so glad to get up out of there. You know, but Angel was still there. And after my mental health diagnosis, he and his wife, Kay, were two of the first people that I spoke with after my family. You know, he helped me put a lot of what I was feeling, you know, in terms of my depression, you know, after my divorce and, you know, my life is in shambles, you know, even we talking after 20 years, like how connected we were that him and his wife were able to, you know, help me find some perspective on what I was going through because he had already been through it. And again, that's a kind of connection that you just don't make with people anymore. Well, no, you know what? I won't even say that because, you know, I try to shy away from making blanket statements about stuff that don't happen or because, because you know, if I don't know that it's happening or it's happening and I'm not there, that really means I can't say that it is not happening. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, whatever. But that's my dude. Always my dude. Love you, bro. So... Hope you will keep listening because in the next episode, well, you know what? Just keep listening. <laughs> I'm going to tie Buffalo all together in terms of the mental health aspect and a lot of things surrounding that. And I promise you, you will not want to miss this next episode. Matter of fact, just keep listening. If you are subscribed, that won't be a problem. If you haven't subscribed, Go ahead and do that for me. I would certainly appreciate it. If you want to share my links from Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your on-demand media, feel free. Spread the word. You are all beautiful listeners. Thanks for listening. This is Habscast. Come together, y'all. We need to, need to. We got to, got to. We need to, need to, we need to come together, y'all.